Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Oh, stevia. You may have made the decision that you want to cut back on sugar, and that's a great decision. So you think stevia, the sweet-tasting herb without any sugar, actual sugar calories in it, might be an option for you. Then you go to the store or you look on Amazon and it's like, ah, oh no, overwhelm. There's so many brands. There's all these different forms. What do you choose? Who do you trust? Well, it is important to get it right. That's why we're covering that today. What's the best form of stevia to use? Um, brands included. We're going to talk about liquid, powder, everything, because most of the stevia that's on the market is actually not good to ingest. So you get unhealthy fillers, you could have stomach pains, digestive issues, so you want to get it right. So that is what Ask Wardy is about, and let me take a moment and welcome you all to Ask Wardy. Thanks for joining me another week. If you're watching this live or later, just go to askwardy.tv and look for episode 107, and you'll find all the notes, links, and even later on recording of this podcast. It's all there for you. The uh, transcript is there for you right now. Everything I'm going to share. Askwardy.tv, episode 107. Okay, so today's question comes from Jenny O. She says, I'm confused about all the different stevias out there. I look at the ingredient labels and get more confused. I'm not sure which brand is best and which form is best, liquid or powder. Can you help? Thank you, Wardy. Great question, Jenny, and I've been there too. So today I'm going to share all the conclusions and research and information that I've compiled over the years to kind of help you skip all that and get right to the right answer. So we do need to tackle a couple of questions first. One is, why stevia? Why are we talking about stevia? Well, stevia is my family's sweetener of choice for nearly all our sweetened foods, beverages, puddings, smoothies, all kinds of desserts, uh, sauces, and it's a super sweet tasting herb that has no sugar, technical sugar, the sugar calories. It's fantastic, and depending on the form, it could be 30 to 200 times as sweet as sugar. It's super concentrated, a little bit goes a long way. So we use that on a daily basis to sweeten things in our home. Uh, we do occasionally use a sugar alcohol called erythritol that we blend with stevia for more special and l much less frequent desserts. And I do have a whole Ask Wardy app devoted to asking the question, to answering the question, if sugar alcohols like erythritol are safe. So you want to check out the show notes for a link to that or just look for episode 80, I believe, at askwardy.tv. Why stevia? But the opposite question to that, why not stevia? Like with any food, we have unique and individual, you could call them peculiarities, but they're just unique parts of us. So some people are sensitive to eggs or dairy or gluten. Well, some people are sensitive to stevia too. They could get digestive upset. They could have allergy-like symptoms. Stevia is in the ragweed family. So if you're allergic to ragweed, you're probably sensitive to stevia as well. So stevia is not 
like the blanket answer for everyone, just like other foods are not the blanket answer for everyone. So take this all with a grain of salt, that if Stevia is an option for you, this guide is gonna help you with sourcing the best and healthiest brand and using the healthiest forms um, in the best way possible in your kitchen. But if it's not for you, then you'll have to look elsewhere. So let's get into how to choose a brand of Stevia. So because this question has to be asked even before you're discussing, do I use liquid, do I use powder? Well, brand, the best brand is actually unbranded because it's homemade where you take your um, herbs, you may grown them to yourself or somebody has grown them very naturally and organically and you actually make an extract yourself out of those herbs or you dry them and you powder them yourself. So non-branded, but that is actually the best and healthiest form of stevia to use. We have instructions for making your own extract. Just follow the links with this episode at ask40.tv. This is the best, but um, actually, I, I, I'm going to say it's the best healthiest, but stevia is made of two compounds and one of them is bitter tasting. And so that's why if you have a homemade stevia extract or you've um, even purchased a whole leaf green stevia powder, uh, you might find there's a bitter taste. And when our family started using stevia way back when, I purchased a whole leaf ground stevia powder and it was green just like the leaf and it made a few things and nobody would eat it because of the bitter taste. So it really didn't matter in a sense that it was the healthiest option because it wasn't pleasant to eat. Now, some people don't have an issue with it and also maybe some foods are better suited than others to it. But for the purposes of this discussion, we're gonna move on now to the um, the stevias that are out there in the market to search for the healthiest, least processed, and best tasting stevias. Because that's where our family has ended up and I think where most people are ending up. So if you don't like or can't do your own homemade extract or don't like the green leaf uh, powder, then you're really looking at three criteria to pick the best brand of stevia. So one is you want minimal processing. Of course, this is because you want the healthiest form of stevia possible, right? I mean, we're all about nourishing our bodies from the inside out. The foods we eat are important. The processing to them is important. So we want minimal processing. The second is no other ingredients. There are some stevias on the market that have things like maltodextrin or inulin added. And these are, in my opinion, unnecessary ingredients. And oftentimes they can cause um, stomach upset. And so they're unnecessary, but they can cause you problems. So in my criteria, in my book, no additional ingredients, it's very important. Now the third criteria is taste, because if you hate the way it tastes, remember I was talking about the whole leaf green stevia before, no one in your family is gonna eat it, so what's the point? So all of these three things are important, and I think you would agree. Let's talk about which brand of stevia is best that meets my criteria. And I just wanna say that I have not tried all the brands out there. That would be impossible. So feel free to mention in the comments um, your favorite brands of stevia that follow these criteria, or if you have different criteria too, feel free to share. So I'm just gonna go based on my research, okay? For years, we've been using a brand called Sweetleaf. Sweetleaf is, and they have both liquid and powder, and actually all kinds of other things too. Um, Sweetleaf is minimally processed and 100% pure stevia and it has a great taste. No bitter aftertaste um, and the processing is great. Okay, so I really like Sweetleaf Stevia. Now I do have a little bit of a caveat here because they have a whole line of products and the ones that I'm holding up for you here, so they're Sweet Drops and they're organic, um, 
stevia leaf extract. These two are 100% pure stevia. They have other products, and I happen to have one here because I purchased it by mistake. So it says organic stevia sweetener. So what I have found just looking at their products, now maybe somebody's gonna find a contradiction here, so just take this with a grain of salt, but any of them that say sweetener in them tend to have other ingredients added. So this one has other things in it. It's not 100% pure stevia. So this was a mistake. I looked at the organic part of it and thought that I was refilling my supply of this one. <laughs> this is the one I meant to get. Okay, now Sweet Leaf has flavored drops. They have tablets that are very convenient um, and they are single tablets that you just drop into like a beverage and I keep one of those in a, a, a tin of those in my purse so on the occasional times that we're out and I'm getting a beverage a hot or cold coffee drink or something like that or tea I'll drop a tab in my beverage really handy for being out. The tabs do have cellulose and I think it's just part of making it into a tab so I'm okay with that because I go out you know, four to six times a year or something, I'm using it, I have this little tin of tabs. But on a daily basis, these are what we're using. They're, they're pure ingredients, minimally processed, and they taste great. I wanna add one more um, brand that I really love um, to the options for you, and it's Trim Healthy Mama. They have a 100% pure stevia powdered extract that's really excellent quality doesn't have fillers and tastes great and I'm just going to read you a quote from the Trim Healthy Mama website and by the way links to all these are going to be at the show notes or Danielle's pasting them below the video if you're on Facebook here's a quote from Trim Healthy Mama there are two ways our stevia stands apart. Most stevia extracts on the market use lower concentrations of Rebiana A, and that is the sweet, non-bitter part of the stevia plant. So I'll say that sentence again. Many stevia extracts on the market use lower concentrations of Rebiana A, which results in that bitter taste we all want to avoid. Of course, this is cheaper for the company, but if you despise a bittersweet flavor in your treats, us too. Our extract has the highest potency of Rebiana A available, 99%. Our stevia is also so minimally processed, it has not even been granulated, which means it remains as a fine white powder, like a dust. In the world of stevia products, this is rather non-conventional, but we wanted to bring you the most natural and minimally processed product possible. I just love the Trim Healthy Mama Sisters, Serene and Pearl, and I think that they do a great job sourcing high quality ingredients and putting out wonderful products out there. So while in the past we have used the Sweet Leaf Powder Extract, I'm actually gonna be using this one going forward when I run out, uh, using the Trim Healthy Mama instead. I think it's a great product and I wanna support them. So you'll find a link to that stevia uh, with the show notes for this episode. And again, I haven't tried every brand out there. There may be others that fit the qualifications, so be sure to share in the comments if you have one. Okay, so now let's talk about the forms to use because we've gotten the brands out there and kind of the criteria I look at. So which is better? Should you use a stevia liquid? Should you use a powder? Uh, talked about the tabs. Um, but for purposes of making it easy, we're gonna leave the tabs out because I do think those are occasionally used due to the cellulose in them. So liquid or powder? Uh, from my understanding, liquid extracts are less processed. So this is what I reach for first in our kitchen and so does everyone in the family when they're doing their own smoothies or whatever. We use the liquid first and the times that I use the powder is if I'm baking somebody else's recipe and it calls for powder. If I can do the conversion in my head, I might switch to liquid and the reason being um, is that once again, liquid is least processed in my opinion. But second of all, in most recipes, 
This is so concentrated that the amount of liquid you're introducing into the recipe is negligible, so it's not going to mess up the consistency of the, re the recipe, if that makes sense. So I reach for the liquid first. I reach for the powder occasionally. I do use the powder when making my own erythritol stevia blend because that's a dry sweetener mix and you need a dry powder. I, that's what I re would recommend um, all of you do as well. You might have slight differences, that's fine too. So, and just to recap, last week I told you that one cup of sugar is the equivalent of two teaspoons of liquid stevia. And I have all the other conversions for you linked at the show notes, askwardy.tv. You can do episode 107 or last week's episode 106. And also I wanna say that not all recipes are good candidates for stevia, so make sure that you review episode 106 where I talked about all the details about subbing stevia in your recipes. Very important. If you're look, trying to get the hang of baking with stevia, I also have an article linked, which is 17 tried and true stevia sweetened desserts. So that'll help you get your feet wet using stevia in your baking. So that's it. <laughs> we got the brand criteria out there. We got um, when to use liquid, when to use powder. I think it's pretty simple and I hope you found it simple. Now, I have mentioned Trim Healthy Mama, and those of you who are new may not know that I just love Trim Healthy Mama, particular using it with traditional foods. Trim Healthy Mama is a way of eating that I have personally combined with, trim to, with traditional foods, initially to lose over 30 pounds in a year, but now to maintain that weight loss and stay healthy. And I just love it. So I've put together a one-week menu plan for you that are Trim Healthy Mama, breakfasts, snacks, lunches, dinners, and desserts for an entire week that are Trim Healthy Mama and traditional foods. We label them if it's E, S, or Fuel Pull, um, and there's a shopping list, and there's a, um, a calendar where you can plan it all out. Take advantage of that by going to tradcookschool.com slash free menu, and there's also a link with this episode. Danielle's pasting it on Facebook to take advantage of that. And we also have more links just to share my story of how I lost more than 30 pounds in a year and just kind of the top traditional foods that I use to keep it working in our traditional kitchen and more. So there are lots of links for you at the show notes, askwardy.tv, episode 107. And of course, the free menu plan is there as well. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining me for Ask Wardy again another week. I hope you'll come back next week, same time, same place. And if you've got a question to add to the queue, there are instructions at the show notes, or you can just email me, wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at askwardy.tv, and we'll be sure to put it in the queue. Thanks. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of AskWardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. 
And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask 42. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.